do you know right now that people are scared? I mean, completely scared in this economy. They're thinking about inflation. They're thinking about a possible recession. They're thinking that now is the time to hold back. Well, my next guest says that this is the time where you can actually grow, where you can expand, where you can literally make millions. Join me for the next episode of Seven Figure Sister. Welcome to the Seven Figure Sister podcast. If you're a coach or consultant who is ready to learn how to strategically leverage the power of smart, savvy, and proven strategies to market your business, elevate your brand, attract and close high-ticket clients, then let me tell you, you are in absolutely the right place. I'm your host, Dr. Avis, award-winning author, media commentator, mentor to ambitious entrepreneurs, and multi-seven-figure CEO. I grew my business from zero to six figures in less than nine months and went on from there to hit the seven-figure mark by strategically leveraging the power of both offline and online media marketing strategies and mastering the art of high-ticket sales. And guess what? So can you. Welcome to the Sisterhood. Well, hey there. This is LaShawn Holland. How are you doing, LaShawn? I am doing great. How are you? I am doing awesome. I am so excited to have you here to talk about expansion, about wealth, about growth. The Queen of Green is in the building, author of Born to Multiply. Can you tell everyone real quickly who you are and what you do? Absolutely. My name is LaShawn Holland, and I actually help uh, vision-driven, mission-driven, freedom-seeking people grow their wealth through business system mastery and investing. And so I didn't start out like this. I grew up in Charles County, Maryland. Um, uh, my parents were teenagers when they had me. I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth, did not have a trust fund to fund my lifestyle. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I get the honor and the pleasure now to teach people how to totally change their financial DNA and live their level 10 life. I love that. Now, you know, we are li living at a time right now where honestly, a lot of people really are scared. Seriously. Uh, they are looking at all of the doom and gloom on the news. They're hearing about gas prices and hearing about grocery prices, inflation, all that good stuff. They're concerned about potentially a worldwide recession. Uh, yet you're saying that now is a time where you could literally blow all the way up in terms of your wealth capacity. Exactly. How can you do that? I don't believe that money is ever lost in the market, Avis. It just simply changes hands to the person who knows how to position themselves correctly for the market. And so history has shown us that there have been millionaires and billionaires created in markets like this. I think it's important for us to just be able to see what's possible. You know, like doing the, when gas prices first started going up, I was so excited because I knew where my money was positioned. And so I am, I love investing in commodities. And so I was heavy in gas and oil and every time I drove by a marathon gas station, I would blow it kisses, like literally. I'll be like, hi, marathon. Cha-ching. Hi, marathon. How you doing today? No, but I would be so excited because while the world was complaining about the gas prices, my money was making me money. Like my money was employed. So I was really excited. I'm not, you know, I think when... We have to be able to change or grow our mindsets to understand that whenever there's recessions, 
uh, that go on in the market is opportunity. And so a lot of times people don't understand that billionaires set the tone for the market. And so decades ago, I started watching the movement of billionaires and I noticed when they would buy certain commodities or um, especially when certain countries around the world were going to war, what they were heavily vested in things like steel and rubber and iron. And, and so I was like, mm, I think I'm going to not listen to this financial planner right here because they're still an employee making six figures and two commas are always better than one. So I'm going to go over here to these billionaires and I'm going to do what the billionaires are doing. <laughs> Super smart, girl. And, you know, when you, when you, you, today you have built this amazing lifestyle. Like I know you have been gallivanting all over the world. And so I'm so happy that you're able to squeeze me in between vacations, but you haven't always been in this financial position. You are truly self-made. Nobody gave you a couple of hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff upon graduation from high school. You started from ground zero and now you're a multimillionaire. What's the secret? I started from ground zero, Avis. I remember, I mean, my hair is really short now, but I used to have really long hair. And when I first started, I put it in a ponytail and wore a ponytail for over a year. And I took the money that I was spending on getting my hair done and started taking classes. I wanted to know how to do real estate investing. I wanted to know, you know, how to be able to invest my money. I wanted to know how to start a business. Like anything to get me off of ground zero is what I, what I wanted to know. I didn't, I didn't want to be on ground zero. And I also didn't want my kids to start from ground zero. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to be able to give them the advantage in life. And I knew in order for me to be able to give them the advantage in life, I had to make different decisions. And one of those decisions that I had to make was it was no longer acceptable for me to live paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. And so I just didn't want that lifestyle anymore. You know, I wanted to be able to travel when I wanted to travel, to stay how long I wanted to travel. I mean, you know, I don't like cold weather. So this year I would walk outside. If it was too cold, I would come back in, buy an airline ticket, and I'd be off somewhere more. Um, and and I, I think that you have to look at where you are and then decide where you really want to go in life and be committed to that process. I love that. Now, you said a couple of things that I really want to pull out, underline, highlight, bold. You know, you said you started from ground zero, but you didn't want your children to start from ground zero. And that really resonates with me because I think one of the biggest challenges, particularly that we face in the Black community, is that oftentimes generations do start from ground zero all the time. I mean, I would argue that that's unfortunately the normalcy in our community. And you've been able to build a life that's allowed a completely different experience and a different future for your children because you were very intentional about not making that happen. You know, what do you think was the, the critical moment or the critical thing that allowed you to flip the script? on that ground zero lifestyle to that million dollar lifestyle that now has exposed your children to the ability to produce that in their futures as well. You know, Avis, my, my oldest son was gifted when he was born and we had him in these different private schools and all private schools aren't equal. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and someone told me, Hey, have you looked into independent schools? And I hadn't, and I did at that time. And the tuition was $26,000 a year. And at that time he was in the fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Hello. And we got exposure to just how wealthy people was living. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, on spring break, I want to be in Europe. I don't want to be shipping them all to grandma's house to watch because I still have to work. Mm-hmm. And so I started putting different things in my eye gate of what I knew was possible. I, and I think I may not have known how at that time, but I was willing to dream and, and figure it out. I was willing to get in the rooms and get around the people. Um, and I was willing to make the sacrifice to have it done. And I just wanted to be able to show my kids something different, you know, like I never participated when I worked in corporate America. I never participated in take your children to work day because um, my view of it, it was a plantation. I didn't like it. I felt like I was in slavery. I used to sit in the parking lot and cry before I went into the office. I hated it. And I was a six figure earner. I was an executive in the company and I absolutely hated it. So I never took my kids um, to, I called it uh, plantation programming. I am not bringing my kids in this office. I don't care what activities you have planned for them today. And so (laughs) I just started doing, making very different decisions. That's the biggest thing. If there was one thing that I could say, Avis, is that I made different decisions. And, you know, I started sowing seeds in them very early on. Of I would wake them up early on a Saturday morning. They laugh about it now, but I would wake them up on a Saturday morning, bring them in my office, and I would start teaching them, writing on my walls, you know, what wealth was. And, and, and so because school teaches us to go after that high paying job, school does not teach us to go after assets. School does not teach us to go after freedom. Time, freedom is wealth. Yes. You know, because true wealth is measured in time and not money. It's how long I can still go maintain my standard of living, whatever that is, and not have to trade time for dollars. And so I don't think people, money needs vision. And people don't sit down to dream what's possible, to look at what's possible. And so I knew that better was available for me. I just had to go after it. And I had to leave my comfort zone to do it because nobody nobody in my family agreed with us starting a business. Even my own mother. My mother was like, why can't you just be satisfied? You're making six figures. Six figures ain't no money. Six figures is 50% money, people. That's what I want you to know. Six figures is, is 50% money because Uncle Sam go come take half. So got that right. You know, that that wasn't it for me. I didn't want to be an E. I didn't want to be on in that quadrant. I wanted to be in the B quadrant as a business owner. I wanted to be in the I quadrant as an investor. And so, you know, that was really important for me. And so now I had to ask myself, who do I need to become to make that happen? And I think it's important when you ask people, a lot of people say, I want to leave a legacy for my kids, but how about living that legacy right now, today in front of them? That's important too. It absolutely is because they have to see you do it for them to really believe that they can and to have a certain level of expectations. You know, your children's floor is completely different from the floor of children who've never even seen what you are describing as a reality in their lives. It's not to say that they can't achieve it. But your mind is so much 
open. It's so much more open to the possibilities when you are exposed to it at a young age. Now, you did something, well, you've done so many incredible things, but one of the things that you've done that's absolutely amazing to me is that you made your first seven figures while you were an employee, correct? I did. I, I made my first, it was $1.6 million. I'll never forget it. I was still working a job and I often tell people who say, I don't have time, I don't have time. Listen, you don't have time to remain broke in this economy. Hello. <laughs> the, the, the gap between the haves and the have-nots are getting very, very, it's getting really wide. And so I was still working a job and I tell people all the time, it is what you do between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m. that can create wealth for you in your life. And so there were many nights I didn't sleep. You know, I stayed up all night, you know, learning and and working to make this thing work. And so I think it's very important. You have to be committed to the process at every level, because mm-hmm. listen, to be honest, everybody, you know, says I want to make a million dollars. But once you make it, that ain't enough to do everything you want to do in your life. Hello. <laughs> Facts. Hashtag. Look, look, you need way more than a million dollars to do what you want to do, uh, you know, in your life. And so I don't want to place any limits on where I'm going. I know when, where I'll say, okay, game is over for me and I'm totally tossing the ball to my kids. So I can just, you know, be on the beach 24 seven somewhere. But I, I am very blessed that my kids, now they're grown. And so they work with us in our company too. Now, my daughter is very proficient at spending my money. So she <laughs> <laughs> hasn't quite figured out what she wants to do yet, but she's probably going to end up running our foundation. That's awesome. I just love it. I, I just love the fact that you have three children, handsome and beautiful children, and they each have different specialties, honestly, that align with the different businesses that you hold, which I think is absolutely, I mean, it couldn't have worked out more perfectly. Right. And their personalities. I mean, all, I mean, anybody listening knows when you have more than one, they're different. Every, you know, all three of them are very different. My oldest son now teaches in our company, all of our options trading courses. My youngest son handles Holland Investment uh, Corp. So he does all of our real estate investing. And then my daughter will most likely, she is completely opposite that I am. Money doesn't motivate her only shopping. But when she was going to college, she kept saying, I want to go into fashion. And I said, stop lying. No, you don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I bought you a sewing machine five years ago and it's still in the closet. You don't, you don't want to do fashion. you Spending money shopping is different from designing. Yeah. <laughs> so just be honest with yourself. <laughs> you can be a stylist. <laughs> right. No, but she loves people. Like yeah. when she was in high school, she raised six figures in six weeks. Wow. Um, to help a little boy with cancer, help his family who had run out of money for treatment. And so um, she is very, very passionate. And I believe that one of the things that we need to pay attention to with our children is that purpose, wealth follows purpose. And if you help mm-hmm. them uncover that early on, my daughter loves working with people. I mean, she she volunteers all the time. So wow. she's a perfect fit to run our foundation. And mm-hmm. I just paid attention very early on to my kids' gifts. I started my kids investing when they were in elementary school. Wow. And so, matter of fact, I have my the first piece of stock 
that my son ever bought. It was in my office somewhere, but I taught them how to invest very early on in their life. So what I love about what you said, because, you know, people sometimes will, if they're more savvy about investing, they will buy stock for their children. But what I love what you just said is that you taught them when they were elementary in elementary school how to buy stocks for themselves, which is a completely different mindset. So it's it's just so to them, this whole thing about investing was never a mystery. It's something that they've grown up in. Yeah. Right. They grew up and Avis environment matters. Yes. And so I'm not going to take all the credit for that at that. We're going to take all the credit for that at that particular time. Son was in an independent school. My youngest son was in a Christian school. I went and had lunch with him. I go the next day and have lunch with my oldest son. And they're at the table talking about stock options. I'm talking fourth grade. Wow. They're talking about stock options. Now, the, he was in school with wealthy families. But I was like, yeah, let me go get my other son, my other kids out this school down here <laughs> and figure out how to get them into schools up here because environment matters. And, mm-hmm. you know, wealthy people, not only do they have a growth mindset and think differently, they hang out in different environments, too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that was probably the second thing I, I talked about, the power of a decision. But the second thing I had to do was change my environment, even when you start making money in business. People who make six figures think differently than people who make seven figures. Yes. People who make seven figures think differently than people who make eight figures. And yep. so there's always growth that's there that's needed no matter what level you're on. Oh, my goodness. That is so profound. You never stop growing. At least you never should stop growing. That's the whole beauty of entrepreneurship is that there is no limit. Why stop at that right? Why stop at eight? I mean, you can literally keep going. That's the beautiful thing about this lifestyle. Right. I want my grandkids, grandkids to know my name. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I think that's really important. And I think it's important. One of the reasons I started teaching them so young is how to invest. Avis, I wasn't doing all of this to build this lifestyle and then give it to them. Statistics show that by the third generation, money's lost. That's true. And so if I am going to leave them, live a legacy and leave a legacy, I need to teach them how to handle the legacy. Mm, Absolutely true. Absolute facts. And so I think that's important. It's absolutely important. Let's talk a little bit about how people can create that legacy. With a lot of folk, you know, they think that they can save their way to creating wealth and they could not be more wrong. Is that right? Absolutely. Savers are losers in an economy like this. If you notice, there has been a shift. Banks aren't paying you money to save. And so why? Now, I do believe you need to have money set aside. I don't believe in rainy day funds because I like sunny days. So I call it my sunny day fund. But I believe savings should be used for spending power, meaning buying assets and not just sitting at the bank. I had this conversation earlier about how banks make money. And there's over 11 different ways that banks make money off of our money. Well, if banks put our money to work for, why can't we put our own money to work for ourselves? There you go. There you yeah. go. And, and you, you have to employ your money. People still have jobs because their money is unemployed. Mm. Money is looking to work and you have to put it to use for you. Now, see right there also revolutionary thought, because mm. particularly within the black community, we're used to working. I mean, from our mm. earliest 
time in this nation, we have worked. And so for generations, we kind of have grown up with this mindset that in order to have money, you have to work for it. But, you know, you're saying put your money to work for you. You know, what do you think are the best vehicles that people can use right now in order to make sure that their money is employed? You know, I don't think there's one way because there are many ways. One of them is making sure I want it. You know, I talk about not wanting my kids to start from ground zero. So very early on, we got indexed universal life IULs policies for them. And that helped them because when they graduate from high school, I gave them a $100,000 gift. Now, they couldn't go shopping with it. They had to invest the money. Uh, um, but I would never have been able to do that had I not started with that. You can start with $25 a month. Wow. I mean, people spend more money on their nails than what they have in the market. And if your shoe collection collectively is more than what you have in the market, you have to make different decisions. Mm. Powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that was one of the things, learning how to set up my foundation, learning about the cycles of investing. You know, when the dollar bill does bad, where can I put my money to make more money at commodities? Normally gold and silver work in, you know, in inverse to the dollar. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to learn what to do with my money. You mean I can put it here overnight and depending on how long I leave it, I can come out and I can quadruple it. I could, you know, eight times a 10 exit. Like that was a no brainer for me. And so I was willing to make the sacrifice and be committed. I didn't care about now. I, I do love luxury. I'm not going to lie and say I don't love luxury. I do love luxury. I've seen your wardrobe, LaShawn. Yes, you love luxury. <laughs> <laughs> but not at the cost of my freedom. Yes. Not, not at the cost of my freedom. And so, you know, I was an accountant and I got tired of looking at the owners, you know, American Express of her traveling all over the world and, you know, the opportunities that she was able to share with her kids, the experiences, because that's another thing about building wealth. I want to be able to create experiences. Mm -hmm. for people, not just for my family, but for people. And I was like, look, I'm tired of paying these bills and I'm sitting here stuck to this desk while she gallivant and, and she's in Nevis and, you know, Paris and the Amalfi Coast. And I was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not about this life. Let me go on and make some, <laughs> let me go on and make some changes. Cause I'm ready to flip these desks over. You know how they said Jesus turned the the table over in the temple. I was ready to turn the, the desk over in the office. I was <laughs> <laughs> and you did. You broke out, girl. You broke out. Okay. Yeah, I'm free now. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. So one of the I, I have to ask about this because you know this is a place where you know you also have shined. I think this is probably one of the first areas that you really blew up in terms of employing your money, and that's real estate. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people are thinking about real estate now. They're trying to, in essence, time the market again. They're a little bit afraid now with the interest rates. I mean, what, what do you think is the best wisdom about putting your money to work in the real estate space? Can I, can I tell you a secret? Sure. No one cares about interest rates when you invest it and you make it a lot of money. Like, <laughs> if, if I have to pay a hard money lender 13% and I turn around, you know, very early on, we started because I knew I was getting a bonus and I did something different. 
I had someone ask me a question, you know, what do you have in your hand? I was like, well, I have a bonus coming up. And he was like, okay, well, what are you going to do with it? And I was like, pay some bills. And he was like, no, you're not. You're going to put your money to work for you. You're going to go and buy these. You know, he's the one who encouraged us to get the vending machines. The vending machines allowed us six months later to have money to buy our first real estate investment property. My net on that was 47 grand. I was able to pay off my debt. My, you know, a couple of months later, we got a second property. My net off of that was a half a million dollars. Boom. And then from that, I ended up buying a brokerage firm. And so, you know, the rest, the rest is history, but I love real estate. Like every asset class, real estate, um, every asset class has a cycle to it. And you have to learn the cycles. I got caught, unfortunately, um, in the 2008 real estate market crash. And I was determined that I was never going to be caught holding the bag like that again. And so what happened? Because not everybody lost money during that time. Mm -hmm. I want to find out who made money. And then I want to go and figure out what they were doing and then do what they were doing. And so mm -hmm. I started learning about the different classes of all the assets that were available. Real estate has an 18 to 20 year life cycle, right? And so most people who lose money get it at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. And that's when the bubble is up here, like right now. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the cost of real estate is crazy now, but there's still so many different opportunities there. So I love real estate. I love the stock market. I love all things multiplying. I love that. Now, I want to talk a little bit, just a hair, about the vending machines. Because I think here is the, is the beauty of what you were able to do. Um, oftentimes when, even when we're just starting our businesses, we only have our sights set on our specific business that we're in right now. But what you were able to do was take the proceeds from business number one and use that to diversify your income streams. You know, we always hear that, you know, millionaires have seven different income streams. Well, they have to start somewhere. You know, if, yeah. if you, if your mama didn't give them to you, they have to start right. somewhere. And so it was about you understanding how literally to multiply your money from that first income stream that you had coming in. And boom, here you are today. Right. At the same time, I started learning the things that the government rewards you for, for taxes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there are two things that they absolutely reward you for. And that is creating jobs for people and creating housing for people. And so I knew I had never um, planned to really do the vending machines. I knew I wanted to do real estate. I just didn't have money at the time to do real estate. Mm -hmm. And so it became a, what can I do with what I have right now that will put me in the path to be able to do it? And so listen, there are so many more opportunities right now to get into real estate, even with no money. Like I said, people are concerned about the interest rates. As an investor, no one cares about interest rates. Why? Because I know what I'm doing with this property and this property is going to make me money. And so whether I want to do it as a buy and hold or turn it into an Airbnb or if I want to flip it, most people go flipping crazy. I love flipping, but let me tell you, um, cash flow is better than capital gains any day of the week. Mm. And so people don't get, I knew Amos that I had to have enough cash flow coming in to pay for the lifestyle that I wanted. And so I chose to go after assets that would produce cash flow for me. People don't realize cash flow is the most important word in the world of money and wealth. 
And so it is not how much I have really coming in is how much I get to keep. And then how do I spend it? Because millionaires become millionaires by how they spend their money, not by what they make. Oh, say that again. Millionaires become millionaires because of how they spend they their spend money. their money, not by what they make. And so they buy assets and not liabilities that they mm -hmm. can pretend to think that are assets. Right. And so that was a mind shift change for me. I had to, you know, learn how wealthy people really move in the world. Because mm -hmm. I didn't have anybody in my family that was wealthy that was showing me. I have people that had the potential to be wealthy. But again, they were driving their opportunities down the road instead of, you know, putting their opportunities into money making venues and then allowing the cash flow from that. Because um, one of the things that no one taught us in our community growing up is you don't live a level 10 life off of earned income. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to generate money outside of earned income. And so I had to learn how to generate money outside of my job. And then once I had that money, how can I double it? How can I triple it? How can I quadruple it? And so, you know, if cash is king, then assets is queen. Boom. I love that. That that is a that is a money shot, if they say. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you this one last question. And this is so important because there are a lot of people here that we are getting what you're saying. We completely are like, amen, sister, but do not know where to start. So if you were to suggest to people, what is the first best move you can make to get to the level where you are flowing cash and not just making money that goes down the drain in the wrong direction? Invest in your education. Invest in who you need to become to make the right decisions to move your money. I get people all the time and LaShawn, I have $50,000, I have $60,000, I have $100,000. Why can't you just take it and invest it for me? Well, one, you really dumb because I could take it and run off. Like, <laughs> 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 you know, thank God I do have integrity, but, you know, all of my companies are incorporated in Nevada. You would never find me. There's no information sharing. <laughs> So, so, um, but, but if I had to do something, I would start at my foundation to make sure that my foundation was secure. And for me, that was with life insurance. I thought it was really important for us to be able to do. And most people don't use life insurance as an asset. Life insurance is absolutely an asset class. If you don't have a vending machine that's going to give you the money to get into real estate, you could go back and check your life insurance policies. You can borrow against those because if you don't pay it back, who will come after you? You will come after you. <laughs> <laughs> and so depending on the type of policy you have, you can use that to be able to, um, you know, start investing your money in the various asset classes. So it's taking inventory of what do you have available? If he would have, uh, my mentor at that time, Cedric would have never asked me, LaShawn, what do you have in your hand? I would have never considered I would have been like, I'm just broke. I can't do that right now. And I believe in you find a way or you make a way. Yes. Right? I would just stop at, I can't figure it out. Everybody has talents and abilities and gifts. And so the biggest thing for me was educating myself um, that was a different kind of education. 
Like people started telling me, well, are you investing in your 401k? You make no money from that. 401ks are nothing but a glorified checkbook register. Because what happens if you live too long, die too soon, or you get sick somewhere in between? Mm. Like originally 401ks were designed as a tax shelter for wealthy people, not a retirement plan. Mm -hmm. A retirement plan is getting a business that gives you cash flow consistently without you having to trade your time for dollars. That's the new retirement plan. Boom. I absolutely love it. I can wake up and every day I love waking up richer than when I went to sleep. And so if I can build a business that's constantly feeding me cash where I'm not trading time for dollars, like, and everybody has the ability, the potential to do that. And so start taking inventory of what you have in your hand. And the most important thing really is, is your knowledge. You're investing in that. I didn't want to do the traditional route of the stock market. I started out that way, but I also was losing money when the market was going down. Most people only know about one directional investing. They don't know that it's possible to make money even when the market corrects itself. When the market goes diagonal, when the market is stagnant, yes, opportunities, you know, last year where everybody was going to GameStop, remember when the gamers ran it over and I was like, y'all are crazy. Don't do that. And because you don't, you're not educated in the process, right? But while they were worried about GameStop, I was over here in Marathon and doing, you know, doing, investing in other companies that I knew. And so I was going to position myself when when it fell, GameStop fell, I was going to make money. And that's exactly what it did. And so I had to learn when I found out um, that you can make money in any direction. I was like, oh, game is on. I have to learn how to master this. So I flew to Utah and I invested again, invested in my education so that I could do it. And the things that I was learning, it's just not taught in our communities. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You know, they tell you, go get a certified financial planner. And God bless all financial planners, right? There is a place for them. It just wasn't for me. Like I didn't want an employee teaching me what to do. And most of them don't know about cycles. They don't know about bubbles investing according to that. And so, you know, I started learning. I'm like, yeah, well, right now is not the time that I want to be doing this over here in real estate. Let me do this in the market until the time is more favorable. And so I started seeing people like Warren Buffett and Carlos Slim Hilo. They, they were selling in 2007. They were selling like hotcakes. And here I am, Avis ignorant. I didn't know. They crazy. Why are they selling? Everybody doing Everybody doing it now. Well, everybody wasn't billionaires. I should have been listening to them in 2007 <laughs> <laughs> and watching them. But they understood cycles and you only learn that through knowledge. So investing, I think it's Benjamin Franklin who said, investing in you pays the best dividends. And it truly is it's true. I wouldn't be where I am today had I not invested in my education and had I not got a coach like you, Avis. Mm, and like you, you are an incredible coach in and of itself. Can you tell people how they can work with you in order to understand how to make money in any market and beyond? Absolutely. So you can find me, myshawnholland.com. That is myshawnholland.com. I give my book away for free. You can go to borntomultiplybook.com and get the book. I'm also giving away over $300 worth of bonuses with that. 
You can find me on Mondays on Facebook. I do Money School Live. I do Wall Street Wednesdays when I teach people, you know, what to do in the market. So, you know, between my son and I, we are always online um, helping to educate us. I love that. So LashawnHolland.com and you can get all of the goods from this brilliant sister right here. Thanks for joining us today, LaShawn. Thank you so much. Wasn't LaShawn absolutely incredible? Well, listen, tag me on Instagram at Dr. Avis Mentoring and let me know your biggest takeaway from today's episode. Specifically, I want to know how you're going to make your money work for you. You got to employ that money, honey, okay? I want to know how you're going to do that. And if you want to understand how you can grow your business to the level that it needs to grow so that you can produce enough revenue such that you can put that money to work for you in multiple ways, then you need to join me at Black Millionaire Coach Live. If you haven't gotten your ticket yet, it is not too late. Be sure to go to Black Millionaire Coach Live right now to grab your ticket and be sure to use the promo code seven figure sister to receive a special discount off at checkout. I'll see you next time on seven figure sister. Thank you for listening to the seven figure sister podcast. I hope you're leaving with a boatload of brand new nuggets that you're excited about implementing in your business right now. Why? Because nothing happens until you take action. Now, I'd love to hear your biggest takeaway from today's episode. So be sure to post the show on your Instagram stories and tag me at Dr. Avis Mentoring. Also, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, feel free to leave a review so others can get a sense of what it's like to join this game-changing sisterhood. Finally, if you'd like to learn more about working with me or want the resources from today's episode, visit us at dravismentoring.com. I'll catch you next time on the Seven Figure Sister podcast.